And I'm also a big advocate of using peer review groups. I have several other copywriters that I network with um, whom I can send my copy to. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Mindy McHorse, who is an absolutely awesome copywriter. Go to mtmcopywriting.com to find out more. Coming up in this episode, we're going to be discussing the copywriting process and how we can actually improve our copywriting. Mindy will be sharing two ways to overcome writer's block, an easy method for adopting the perfect tone of voice in your writing, two tips for editing so that you can make every single last word of your copy count, and nine top copywriters and copywriting organizations that you should be learning copywriting from. All this and much more ahead. Mindy, thank you so much for being with me today. Yes, thank you for having me. Mindy, how did you get into copywriting? Um, well, I, you know, it's interesting. I had personally always loved writing, but I never considered it anything um, more than a hobby because I didn't really think I could make a great living from it and I didn't want to be, like a lot of people assume, I didn't want to be a starving artist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I actually went into um, management in the medical field before I realized that I, I just wasn't cut out to be bored in a career for the rest of my life. And that's about the time that I got a letter in the mail that told me about copywriting and that you could indeed make great living from it. And, you know, at first it sounded too good to be true, but I researched it. I I looked up a lot of the people who claimed that they were doing great at it, and they were real, they were fantastic. And, you know, from there I just dove in head first. I I quit my job and called myself a copywriter the next day, and and it's been um, steady fun ever since. Okay, so obviously you have a lot of uh, experience in copywriting now. And uh, one thing that people struggle with is preparing to write. We are just procrastinators as human beings, unfortunately. And sometimes we might not feel like sitting down and writing some copy. So what do you do to prepare yourself? Oh, gosh. No, that's a great question. Um, you know, I guess I have I have two techniques that really work for me. One, um, it's interesting when I look at my first couple of years of copywriting where I, I wasn't that successful um, versus the last couple of years when I've, I've really kind of taken off at lightning speed. And for me personally, that's because um, when I first began, I had all the time in the world. And so I wasn't really motivated to sit down and just focus and get the work done. Um, I, I was newly married, but, you know, other than that and other than social engagements, I didn't have a lot going on. Um, nowadays, I have two small children. I have a one and a two-year-old. And so time is of the essence, and yeah. my time to write is very, um, very limited. And so when I get the privilege of sitting in my office chair, then, I, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like lighting a fire under your bum. You've just you've mm-hmm. got to go forward and do it. Um, so I think, you know, my first lesson was just the fact that it pays to be busy. So I think, you know, you don't necessarily have to have small children to get that motivated, but but go out and volunteer or or get involved in different groups and just just make your time um, more limited, you know, and then I think I think most people are more likely to use it, uh, provided that they are you know, focused and interested in writing. Um, I, I think you have to love it. You have to have a certain amount of passion to push yourself forward, too. Um, the other thing is 
um, really just research, uh, to me, to be honest. The, the more research I do, the more fired up I can get about writing on any topic because I think the more you read about something, there's perspectives, the more ideas start turning in your head, uh, or at least that's the case for me. And, and that makes it a lot easier to come up with things to put on the page. So once we've done the research and we're all set to write, what if the words just for whatever reason are not coming to us? Um, you know, we get to what they call writer's block. Do you have any way to get over that? I do. Absolutely. I've been there many times. Um, and it's funny. Um, I have two tricks for that as well, but, but my, my first favorite trick is really just the, the cut and paste button on my computer is, is my best friend. If I don't feel like I can put words on the page that come from my own head, you know, then I will, uh, I'll, I'll sit down and do the research and look at all the information I can about a particular topic. And then I cut and paste paragraphs that strike me as interesting or informative, or maybe they have a, a little nugget of information that I want to make sure I highlight. And it's interesting because just putting text on a page, even if it's not my text, it, it gets the ideas. I think it kind of, it kind of gets things flowing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And from there, I like to make a second document. Um, well, I have one of those big monitors where you can have two, um, you can have multiple applications open at the same time where you can see them all. Oh, cool. So I'll open up two blank, or I'll open up a blank page and I'll put it next to my page covered with cut and paste clip notes. Um, and then I'll just sort of start taking those notes that I cut and pasted and, and rephrasing them into my own words and own points and it's it's a really I found it's it's a really great trick just to just to get the words out there because you're you're building on ideas and it's still your own genuine work but it's it's kind of like a little nudge in the right direction mm-hmm. um, and then the other thing I like to do um, I don't do this as much but when I was first starting and and before I really got the hang of just pumping words out when needed I loved going on to amazon.com mm-hmm. and looking at different books that were related to whatever topic I was writing about and I would go into the books that allow you to have a preview you know how you can you can, you can preview some of the books some of the table of contents and maybe the yeah. first chapter and especially if, if it involved writing for an industry that had a particular um, voice or tone that I needed to capture in my writing I would find reading books on Amazon yeah, of course, if I had the actual book here in my own office, I would just read that. But reading books on Amazon was a quick way to kind of get the feel for any voice or tone or specific words, phraseology for an industry, which then would also help me get my own mental flow going so that I could put words on my own page. Brilliant. And um, of course, on Amazon, there is no end to the different topics or voices that we can get access to. Right, it's great, and it's all at the click of a button. And yeah. you know, I think I ended up buying quite a few books because of that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they've all been helpful in the end. So once we've got the words down on screen, or well, actually, do you use the computer, Mindy, or do you prefer to use paper? Just, just the computer. I yeah. know a lot of writers who find value in writing on paper, but it's funny after. I guess I've I've been a, a hardcore copywriter for about five years, and and my handwriting has just gone to pot. So <laughs> writing on paper doesn't do me any good. Yeah. Okay. So you have all the words down on the screen. What do you then do to edit it? Obviously, the first time round, there's going to be lots of bits in there that probably aren't going to make the final cut. So how do you whittle it down and edit the copy? Right. That's a great question. In an ideal situation, uh, I'll write something several days ahead of time so that I can literally close it up, not think about it for a day or two, and then usually when I go back, 
not only do I find that um, I can make my point more crisp and concise, um, but I also, it, it's a lot easier to, to discover the extra words, I think, when you've had a little bit of a break from your copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also a big advocate of using peer review groups. I have several other copywriters that I network with um, whom I can send my copy to just to say, please take a look at this. I, I'm not even sure. You know, it makes sense to me, but I'm sure you can improve it. Um, and, and my sister actually is a writer as well, so that's terrific because, you know, I can call her at all hours of the night. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it is, I think, very valuable to know that you can write something and it can be fantastic, but it will always be improved by having somebody else look at it, whether it's just to have given you another perspective or whether they actually go in and edit line by line for you. Um, so, you know, that that sort of that comes down to another key lesson in the industry is just networking and building relationships with other writers who can then help you make your copy stronger and please clients and, and then you just go from there. Mindy, I wanted to ask about uh, images and also the design, you know, the format of the copy. Regardless whether it's for a website or some other kind of printed uh, materials that the copy might be on, do you as the copywriter, do you have input as to what images are displayed that go alongside the copy? And also the overall design and format of the copy. Or is it just simply your job to write the words and then you give that to the client and you don't have any input on the design or on the images? Right. Uh, That's a great question, too. I think, you know, in most cases, in my experience, it depends on the client. Mm -hmm. But what I've found is that that, uh, clients who are, you know, maybe smaller organizations and, and, um, and perhaps not uh, as experienced themselves tend to not actually ask for for input on graphics and things like that because they've uh, you know they've got their own process but for the clients that I write for who are big organizations and and you know multi-million dollar organizations and they they really know the value of um, of input they they do actively ask for input in any kind of copy so it can be anything from um, getting my opinion on the specific graphics that I think should go in there and and Sometimes for me that means either just writing, I think this should be a picture of a fellow holding a plant, you know, or I might actually go into a, a, a stock photo site so that I can find what I think really would be perfect and then I'll put a clip of it just uh, as a suggestion. Um, I do find that a lot of clients really appreciate it when a, a writer suggests whether something should be, um, you know, one column or two columns or whether the graphic should be at the top or the top left-hand corner or anything like that. I, I, I do have to also add, though, that as I've moved forward in a lot of my projects, um, and especially in one of the bigger ones that I work on, it's it's called the Barefoot Writer Magazine, I actively work with a graphic designer, a full-time graphic designer who's just phenomenal. And, and in that case, I send the copy. He puts it together and adds his graphics and, and does... Um, you know, does his layout and then asks for feedback from me. I'll comment occasionally. I'll ask to change things occasionally. He'll say, well, here's why I did this. And I'll say, well, here's why maybe we should do this. And there's a lot of back and forth. But I think just like with the editing process and copy, the more, well, maybe you don't want to get too many, but but as long as you have several active opinions, active engaged opinions, I think that makes anything stronger, whether it's copy or adding graphics to copy. So I really, I like that um, back and forth process quite a bit. And in your opinion, what is the best way to get trained as a copywriter? How did you do it? Uh, well, I I have to give full kudos to the organization American Writers and Artists Inc. because they um, they trained 
ground up, you might say. I, I bought one of their courses, uh, their programs called the Accelerated Six Figure Course to, um, no, the Accelerated Six Figure Program for Copywriting, mm-hmm. um, and studied that and learned it. Um, it's a phenomenal course, and it's it's um, they're constantly improving on it. So I'm a big advocate of it because it gave me foundation. But on top of that, um, I'm a big advocate for going to conferences mm-hmm. because I think when you speak to other copywriters, when you network with some of the the greats, you know, the, the, the fantastic multi-million dollar copywriters, that's where incredible active learning can take place. Um, so I, I do I do recommend that people start with, with any kind of, you know, basic course. I'm a big fan of the AWAI course. I recommend going to conferences and really engaging with other writers. And then I think just the regular everyday continuing education, you might call it, um, of subscribing to e-letters by well-known copywriters. Um, Bob Bly is a big favorite of mine. Everything he writes, I, I feel like, is gold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great lesson. Um, you know, there there are several that I could, I, and you probably know a lot of them, Joe. You've probably spoken to a lot of them. Yeah, I have actually, uh, you know, quite a few of them. Um, Bob Bly that you mentioned there, um, he's someone that I've done an interview with before, and uh, he's absolutely great. Right, right. And it's a great ongoing learning process. And I think, I think one of the, one of the keys that, that most people don't know going in is that copywriters, um, even the greats and the very well known names, they're so friendly and generous and willing to share information and teach. It's, it's really quite a, um, a, a lovely, profession to be part of because it's not like cutthroat competition everybody's trying to elbow each other out it's actually very friendly and congenial and um people tend to be very helpful in this business i find yeah they are and uh, you know i totally agree with you there mindy so my final question is do you have any recommended reading or copywriters that we should be learning from i mean you've already mentioned bob Bly. i mean are there any others yes um well, Bob, yeah, anything by Bob Bly, <laughs> I would say. Um, I'm also, I'm also a big fan of Dan Kennedy's. I've, I've worked with him on some things and I, I went to one of his conferences and he's, he's, um, he's just one of those fellows. He, he writes a lot of, uh, I believe, I'm not sure if he's passed his e-letter on to other people, but he writes a lot of training materials that just, just by nature of reading the sales promotions leading up to the training materials, you can learn so much from him. Um, and I, I really would have to say it's, it's hard other than, than big names like those. It's hard to pinpoint specific people other than, um, saying that by pinpointing the niche that, that a person would want to write in and then going into the e-letters and basically the big information businesses that are in those niches and learning from the copywriters who specialize in those niches, I think that's one of the better ways to go. So, for instance, if you wanted to write a copy for the B2B market, then I highly recommend reading information from Steve Slownwhite or Diana Huff. They're, they're both fantastic in that field. Ed Gandia is, is another one. Um, anybody who wants to write for um, travel or international publications should read anything by Jen Stevens. Um, and I think probably the best way to access her copy is if you look at the magazine International Living. She writes a lot for them, and they've got great e-letters and um, postcards, they call them. They're e-postcards that come out. Um, I think also, again, I need to mention AWAI, American Writers and Artists, Inc. They've got multiple great e-letters that constantly introduce new um names to up-and-coming copywriters so it's a great way to 
get to learn about others in different fields. Um, and some of, some of the names just off the top of my head who, who I think also write great e-letters and have great websites that you can learn from are, um, Pam Foster. She writes for the pet industry. Roy Fur writes for the financial industry. Um, Gosh, there are so many. But so basically, that's the take-home lesson: is is find a copywriter, find a writer who is in the field that you're most interested in, and follow them first, because they will not only have ties within that field that you can perhaps build on, but you'll be able to learn more about the jargon in that industry and, and basically where the um the hot points are, the trigger points that you should write to. Great. Well, Mindy, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Where can we find out more about you and your services uh, and also any other information that we can find from you? Well, thank you. Um, I, I have a couple websites. One is, um, it's, it's something that's new and it's very exciting here in the world of copy. It's called cause marketing, which not a lot of people know about, but, but see all the time when companies team up with nonprofits for mutual gain. And I, I do run a copy-related website about that. It's called uh, brightercosmarketing.com um, or brighterworldcosmarketing.com. Mm-hmm. Both URLs are, are valid. Um, I have my own website, um, mtmcopywriting.com. And then I also highly recommend that anybody interested in learning to be a writer looks at uh, a website called thebarefootwriter.com. It is, it's, it's a website that promotes a magazine that I edit, and it has lots of information about how to get started in this world, how to find your footing, how to choose the best niche for your interests, and things like that. It's a great way to get introduced to the world of, um, of copywriters. And um, there is one other website. If, if you are interested in, um, in learning more about the Barefoot Writer magazine, there's a, a site you can go to. I believe the URL is it's um it's http slash awai.me slash Mindy Barefoot. That'll take you directly to um, something that tells you more about the specifics of the Barefoot Writer magazine and what you can get from that. And um and, and then I guess of course you know you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Mindy McCourse for all of that, and feel free to send me questions or comments or anything of the sort. Great. That's the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, if you enjoyed the show, then please support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher. And uh, last of all, Mindy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.